an hour spent networking will be more useful than an hour spent searching for and applying for jobs you just find on the internet. Change is coming again. I'm Yash Pavlik-Slink, and this is Degrees, real talk about planet-saving careers from Environmental Defense Fund. Welcome back, my friends. This is part five of Green Jobs 101. I love networking and I love resumes, said no one ever. And I get it. I'm right here with you if you just rolled your eyes at me. So I brought in Sam Charner of Net Impact to help you get over these humps. Net Impact is a global networking group that connects people like you to planet-saving projects and peers in your own local communities, people who want to make an impact for good. As an associate director of Net Impact, Sam has counseled more planet-saving job seekers than almost anyone I know. He knows so much about finding planet-saving and social impact careers, and I truly can't wait for you to hear his advice. Thanks for being with us, Sam. We're really happy to have you. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm going to walk us through the top pain points that we hear from young people a lot, uh, especially young job seekers. And after each one, I want you to give us an antidote to that pain. We're starting from least painful to most, so you don't have to cringe quite yet. I graduated from college with a decent GPA and a degree in, I don't know, fill in the blank, communications engineering, and I volunteer all the time. I've been devoted to fighting climate change since I was five years old, but why the heck can't I get a job interview? Yeah, my advice would be to start by focusing on building their network, meeting people in the field and learning what jobs are out there. An hour spent networking will be more useful than an hour spent searching for and applying for jobs you just find on the internet. I've heard various numbers of what proportion makes sense of networking to job applying from three to one to 10 to one. But like one of the things that I think is particularly helpful is like you should have your own personal board of directors or trustees or whatever you want to call it. And maybe some of those people aren't in a sustainability field. And they're just people where you really trust their advice. Maybe that's a family member. Maybe it's someone else. But someone who can come back to and can help you see the connections between this sustainability professional that you talk to and this person's social impact work and see how they're are commonalities and themes that run across those kinds of things. I really appreciate that. And I would add to that personal board of directors or trustees, somebody who not only is your cheerleader, you definitely want those, but somebody who is going to ask you really tough questions. And they will help you challenge how passionate you actually feel about solving a specific problem or working with a specific organization. Yeah. So I think the second thing is I'd figure out what your experience makes you a good fit for in terms of the type of role you want and also the right type of company and organization. And make sure you include nonprofits and foundations and governments in there too. Oh, absolutely. You can have all the passion in the world, but there are so many types of roles and types of organizations. So you really have to research where you fit best. You could have a meaningful impact job at a traditional company, or you could have a traditional job at a company that's making sustainable or social impact. Do you have an example, Sam? So thinking about an impact job at a traditional company, that could be working on their sustainability reporting. There are lots of sustainability and ESG metrics, and many companies have relatively large teams 
that are working on tracking those. And a traditional role in a more impact company might be working in marketing at a B Corps. So if you imagine a triple bottom line company, they need to do marketing just as much as anybody else does. I think that makes a ton of sense. And before we move to the next tip, I just want to explain that a B Corp is a business with a triple bottom line. That is, it meets high standards of social and environmental impact along with profits. All right, Sam, we're almost at the top. Number two, Ugh, this one gets me right in the heart. Resume writing sucks. Yes. <laughs> what is your single best tip to making resume writing tolerable and to help listeners write resumes that actually get them interviews? Yeah, I would say focus on what you accomplished. Think about the different jobs that you've had and make a list of all the things you've accomplished, whether they're small or large. And make sure you know not only what you did in a job, because that's what we often start with in a resume, but also what you accomplished, since both of those things are really important. Can we dig into that just one degree? What's the difference between what you did at a job and what you accomplished? Yeah. So what you did at a job is I work on marketing for our organization, sharing stories about the impact that we have. So that's what you do. And that's your day to day, maybe posting on social media or sending emails. So you can describe that. And that is important. But what you accomplish would be something like growing your audience, or having more people engage with your posts, or having a story picked up by a media outlet, something like that, that's a concrete outcome of the work that you're doing. And by explaining both of those things, you can tell someone not only what you're capable of doing in the actual operation of the job, but then also the outcomes that it's going to have and how much they're going to benefit by having you there with them. I think that's a really important distinction. And you want to be able, to your point, communicate that value. All right. Most painful, most cringy. Uh, this person writes, I have no freaking clue where to start. Sam, the good news is that you can fight climate change with so many different careers these days. You can be an engineer or a biologist or into solar or finance. What is your number one piece of advice that stops the feeling of complete overwhelm? Yeah, I would say start small. And what I'm about to say may not sound small, but I actually think it is. Think about what your dream job is. What does it look like? What type of company are you working at? What does the day-to-day -day work like? Write it down on paper, maybe draw it out in a picture, whatever is going to work best for you. And then if you modified the type of company that it was at, would you still be as interested? If you modified a couple pieces of the work, would you still be as interested? That's going to help you push outward in a lot of different directions. Well, I love this visioning exercise that you have, Sam, and I encourage listeners to close their eyes when they think about this for themselves. But can you talk me through maybe an example of how you use this visioning exercise working with a mentee or a colleague to do the same thing and, and how it worked out? Yeah, absolutely. So in, I'm thinking about a time when I was mentoring someone and what we did is we created a job description. Great. What is the work that you're doing? What are your responsibilities? We built out the type of company it was, the type of function inside the company so that we had what in reality was a really real job description. 
And then what we did was started changing one thing basically at a time. And so we changed the industry and said, okay, how would this work? We changed the function within the company while keeping the industry the same. How would this work? We changed a couple of the actual sort of day-to-day responsibilities. So from working with a big team to working with a small team, from managing a project to mm, something more strategic and said, how do you feel about each of these changes? And through the course of that, we were able to figure out these are the things that really matter a lot. And these are the things where you could sort of have a lot more leeway than this person maybe had originally thought was possible. And then let's see what's out there and what kinds of actual job descriptions match that. What a brilliant exercise and very tangible. I think we all read tons of job descriptions and to be able to pick out the pieces that we really love and own that and then look for it it would be such a helpful guide. And that's our show for today. But I'll be talking with Sam again tomorrow for our final episode in this series. We talk about networking and professional communities and how to help you figure out who to connect with and how to make this part of your job hunting process a little bit easier and a lot more effective. Check out the links in your listening app for Sam's job hunting tips, net impact job boards, and other great resources. And of course, share our Green Jobs 101 series with a friend and then, like Sam said, dream up your planet-saving jobs together. Degrees is presented by Environmental Defense Fund. Amy Morris is our producer. Our executive producers are Rick Falou and Christina Mestre. Podcast Allies is our production company, and I am your host, Yesh Pavlik Slink. Cheers. Change is coming